From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. We are returning again to the subject of election, the words that define, that describe our biblical salvation. I haven't even defined the word election yet. I'm giving the foundation, the rules to the study of election. Once you understand the rules, then you'll understand the term, the definition that I'll give you. So yesterday, I gave you the first rule for following election. It's a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. The God is not bound to provide us all the answers to all our questions about God. His his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. When you open the Bible, you open the mind of God, and you get to see what God's thinking about. But God doesn't tell us everything that's in his mind. It's impossible for the infinite God with an infinite mind to be able to convey that everything that is in, in, in just these few pages of Scripture that we have. And there are things about God that he does not tell us, and he does, he's not bound to answer us. And if it doesn't concern us, we don't need to be concerned about it. Now, that's rule number one. The Bible does not provide answers to all of our intellectual and theological curiosities. Rule number two, this is what you got to understand with election. God is completely holy and righteous in everything he does, whether we understand him or not. How can God allow all the people in the world, how can God allow all the the starvation and the famine and people to suffer an innocent life? Who said God did that? We all want the privileges of a free will, but then we want God to intervene in the lives of other people's free will without intervening in ours, which would be unjust and a false balance, which is an abomination to God. No, you have to understand that whatever God does, whether you understand it or not, and you're not always going to understand everything God does, what he does, or why he does, but that regardless of what he does, that God is completely holy and righteous in everything that he does, whether you understand it or not. Now look, if you don't know God, you're going to be confused as a termite in a wooden yo-yo. Whether we understand God or not, we rest, we abide completely in the fact that he is holy and righteous. You know, in Genesis chapter 18, God told Abraham that he was going to destroy two cities, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, for their sins, for their pride, their idleness, their fullness of bread, and their sodomy, their homosexuality and lesbianism. Now, Abraham had family that was there. And he prayed to God in Genesis chapter 18, verse 25. I want you to get this. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now, Abraham could understand how God could destroy, uh, could not understand how God could destroy the cities where innocent people live. But he rested in the fact that he knew God, that he would do that which was just and right. Abraham didn't give God enough credit that God could destroy those cities and send his angels to take Lot and his family by the hand and in his mercy, remove them from those cities. 
We know that Abraham, that's, and that's what Abraham was praying for. By the way, I love that story. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible on answered prayer because people look at Abraham and they say, well, Abraham prayed for God to spare 50 and then for four, 45 and for 40 and for 30 and for 20 and for 10. And Abraham stopped say, praying. And so God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, Gomorrah and Abraham failed in prayer because there, there, there were only four or five people saved. Four, four people saved, Lot, Lot and his wife and two daughters. And Abraham was a failure in prayer because he didn't, no, no, no. Abraham was very successful in prayer. Uh, let me let me just be honest with you. Abraham didn't care about Sodom and Gomorrah. He cared about Lot. Let me ask you something. Did God save Lot? Now, got, Abraham he put his confidence in Lot and assumed that Lot's other daughters and sons-in-law and his family and Whatever grandchildren would have been saved there, he knew there was at least 10 people there associated with Lot's house, but not all of Lot's house was saved. He gave Lot too much credit and did not give God enough credit. And that's one of the problems that we have. Uh, we give too much confidence, put too much confidence in people and not enough confidence in God. But when it came time to destroy those cities, God answered Abraham's prayer and let and led Lot out. Now, God had no power over Lot's free will beyond that. His wife turned back, was turned into a pit of salt. He wasted the rest of his life in, in drunkenness and incest. But God spared the righteous from the destruction of the city and let him be his own, and let him live out the rest of his life in his own self-destruction. So God is completely holy and righteous in everything that he was that he does. Abraham didn't know how God was going to destroy those cities and save Lot, but he just knew that whatever God did, that the judge of all the earth will do right. In Psalm 145, verse 17, it says this, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. That, you know what? So God has revealed something about what's in his heart and what's in his mind, something of his nature, something of his justice, and if God tells me that he's righteous in all his ways and holy in all his work, by the way, that is the word, it says the Lord. That is that Jehovah, again, that we've said, which is, which which was, and which, which shall be. The eternal Godhead is always righteous and always holy in his ways and his works. Again, Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways. Just because God didn't do it your way does not mean his way is wrong. By the way, if you think that God did something, he didn't do it the way that you would have done it, that God is wrong, there's something wrong with you, friend. How in the world do we, with us who are sinners by birth, by choice, by nature, ever come off thinking that we have a better sense of justice and what's right and holy than God, who has never sinned and is righteous and is holy by nature, has? So God is holy and righteous in all that he's done. God's never going to make a wrong decision. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it wasn't righteous or holy. In fact, that what it means is there was something wrong with our way of thinking and our sense of justice. That's what it reveals. And our pride doesn't allow us to consider that, but I hope you'll, you will. So that's the second rule concerning the doctrine of election. If you're going to understand biblical election, you have to understand that God is completely holy and righteous in all that he does. Now, I'm going to stop right here for today. I'm going to give you the next two words, the, the next two rules tomorrow. And then, and then I'm going to define that term election for you. 
so that we can understand that we have been elect according to the foreknowledge of God, that according as he had chosen us before him, the spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ that Paul about wrote about to the church at Ephesus, that God had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. What a wonderful thought. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. So God doesn't tell us everything that there is to know about God. And God is holy and righteous in all that he does in his ways and his works. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program From the Poorhouse to the Palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the poor